You're hearing the Echoes podcast, and I'm John DiLiberto. Today, I've got an ukulele queen, Taimani. Like her early mentor, Jake Shimabukuro, she turns this instrument into a device of virtuoso exploration. I'll talk to her about it. If you need music like this to raise you above the chaos, we have it on Echoes Online. That's our streaming subscription music service where you can stream two-hour Echoes programs on demand, and we put out 10 hours of programming every week, as well as exclusive online Echoes streams. And you can do it with your mobile device via the free Echoes app. Right now, we're offering a special corona rate for those suffering the economic and psychological calamity of the pandemic. Go to echoes.org and find out about Echoes Online. And right now, bow to the queen of the ukulele, Taimane. This year, before the pandemic hit, I was fortunate to have not one, but two masters of the ukulele in our studios. Jake Shimabukuro and one of his students, Taimani, also came in, and today we hear about her approach to the ukulele, which takes her in a world fusion direction. Plus, she dances. Even though musicians like Eddie Vedder, Billie Eilish, and George Harrison play the ukulele, most people see it as either a distinctly Hawaiian instrument for traditional music and luau's or just a novelty. But Taimani, born and raised in Hawaii, says that growing up, she never thought of it as connected to Hawaiian music. I grew up living in Hawaii, and that's all that I would ever hear it was Hawaiian music, and so I kind of grew numb to it, honestly. And that's kind of why I started exploring other types of music. You know, I was influenced by, by other types of music. And, you know, everyone has an ukulele there, and it just so happened to be the instrument that I was introduced to. And then I was able to express myself through uh, this instrument playing other types of music. She has certainly done that on her albums so far. Taimani Gardner is in the Echo studio, having just finished a live performance on the show. She's lean and athletic-looking with long, straight brown hair, her aquiline features, and dark complexion, revealing her Samoan and European parentage. She began playing the ukulele when she was five. Yeah, you know, that's what I love about the ukulele, is that most people don't take it seriously, or um, it's underwhelming, but that's what I love about it, is that anyone can feel they can pick it up. Interestingly, that's exactly what Jake Shimabukuro said to me a month later. The ukulele is special in that way because people aren't intimidated by it. They don't take it seriously, and that's awesome, you know, because 
it makes it very accessible to people who've never played an instrument before. It turns out Shimabukuro, a virtuoso of the ukulele, was one of her early teachers. Yeah, she was one of my students. Um, makes me feel old now because I knew her when she was just, you know, such a, um, such a kid, but she was already so talented. Well... You know, living in Hawaii, it's not that big of an island. So, um, you know, if you play ukulele, you kind of find your ohana or other musicians who play. And I was blessed to be able to find him. Well, my father found him. I was 11 at the time. Shimabukuro has watched her evolve over the years. She loves a lot of the Spanish guitar stuff, so I know she does, you know, a lot of the influence comes from, from that, a lot of flamenco. Um, she also a great singer. You know, she's also a, an incredible dancer. I don't know if you've ever seen her performances, man, but she gets like ballet on stage, so yeah, it's incredible. She didn't dance in our studio. That wouldn't quite work on the radio, but you can see her doing it in dozens of YouTube videos, and you can hear it in her music. Music that Taimani listened to that wasn't Hawaiian came from her father's classic rock collection. Yeah, I was inspired a lot by my dad. He would share uh, Led Zeppelin with me. I kind of found Pink Floyd and uh, The Doors from, from there on, but my dad really introduced me. We would listen to the oldies radio a lot, so Beach Boys, Dick Dale, you know, the gods. Uh, right. <laughs> She covers Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven on her ukulele dance album with a very unfaithful, flamenco-driven arrangement that she might get away with in a guitar store. Daimani began to move away from her roots into her freer sound when she teamed up with a Hawaiian band, Quadraphonics, that included her current percussionist, John Haro. Quadraphonics was a band that I was in for the last 21 years. Uh, we were very, we're an instrumental band. It was an amazing sound, you know, because we were all instrumental and very funky. And, you know, we had songs that went on for 15 minutes, stuff like that, very jam-style band. The last thing they were looking for was an ukulele player. Yeah, she came to my gallery. We had an open mic, and believe it or not, I passed her up at least four times. I was like, really? An ukulele player? Another one of those? Well, forget it. And finally I said, okay, let's bring the ukulele player girl up. And, man, after she played one time, we were like, you can play again, and you can play as many times as you want. Taimani never recorded with quadraphonics, but a freer, more improvised sound crept into her playing as she strayed further from her roots, embracing a more open-ended, evocative sound. It was a good approach for her 2015 album, We Are Made of Stars. Well, that 
first We Are Made of Stars, that was the first step for me to go into a studio completely by myself. I decided, you know what, I want to do everything myself. I am an Aquarius, I like my independence, and I decided I wanted to produce. I had an engineer, of course, and then created all original music, and that was a way for me to really step into, I guess, my, my own music. So I was exploring a lot. I was doing a lot of pedals and a lot of d new things. album Elemental was also conceptual, a tone poem for the elements. I actually start with the concept first before I write anything and once I figure out what I want to do then I think of the mood I want to create with that song, with that concept. When she plays a song Water, she's trying to evoke that element. Yeah, just really fast strumming and I try to capture water and all of its different elements because it can be so many different things. It can be frozen, which I'm learning about being here in wintertime. You know, it can be raindrops, it can be as big as a waterfall. So that's why there's so many, I guess, techniques in that song, Water. Although Taimani has moved far from her traditional island music on her next album, she wants to go deeper into her roots to her mother's heritage in Samoa. So the new album, I am going back to my Polynesian roots. So I'm taking a trip back to Samoa in a month, actually, to um, learn more about my culture, learn more about the music, and really immerse myself. So for this next album, it's really going to have that authentic Polynesian feel but of course I gotta make it my own and modernize it in a certain way but I, I want to everyone loves Hawaii and Polynesia so I want to bring that back to the forefront find myself and uh, express myself again with that in mind that's the concept with her tours cut short from the pandemic, Taimani probably has plenty of time to get busy on her new album. In the meantime, her latest recording is Elemental.
Taimani's latest album is Elemental. I'll have a link to it in the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. On the next Echoes podcast, get ready. It's the Tangerine Dream at 50 documentary featuring interviews with founder Edgar Frosa, classic era members Peter Bauman and Christoph Franke, current members Ulrich Schnauss and Thorsten Quaishning, and commentary from Moby, Steve Roach, Robert Rich, Ian Boddy, and Mark Shreve. Tangerine Dream at 50 in the Echoes podcast. See you next week, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or online right now on Echoes.